0: I get to say welcome to our new space, Apocalypse Queen Radio. This is a copyrighted podcast owned by the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm your host, author A.R. Shaw of the Graham's Resolution series. I have to say it's an honor to represent the post-apocalyptic dystopian genre on Block Talk Radio. How cool is this? When I had to come up with the first guest to kick off the show, I was a little nervous, uh, but who? better to have on first than a well-known narrator in the post-apocalyptic genre. Our guest tonight was literally born with a microphone at his mouth. His father worked in radio then, and his parents went on to own radio stations, giving him a broadcasting in. And while at least one uncle used to pay him to be quiet, he later found out he could be paid for talking. Now a full-time audiobook narrator who specializes in true crime and post-apocalyptic science fiction, he's narrated more than 400 audiobooks, some New York Times bestsellers, and a four-time finalist in this year's Audiobook Listener Awards for Independent Audiobooks. Welcome, the voice of the apocalypse, Kevin Pierce.
1: And a fine hello to you.
0: Hi. Hi. I was totally terrified of offending any author to ask on first, so you were my source. <laughs> find, find somebody who works
1: <laughs> with a lot of the authors, and, and uh, maybe you cure a lot of sins in, uh, in one fell swoop.
0: No, I think it's a uh, perfect choice. So if, uh, if anyone out there would like to call in, the guest call-in number is 347-884-8266. You can call in and ask Kevin a question. I've got a couple here that I'll start with, and uh, you're welcome to ask me questions, uh, whatever you'd like to do. So, Kevin, um, you've created over 400 audiobooks. Uh, do you do you read all of these books before you narrate them? I'm sure oh, you read mine and went, "Oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into?" <laughs>
1: You know, you know, it's it, it's uh it's it's part of the uh, part of the process is um, uh, I think you have to read the book to know what the story is and you know the technically the uh, the arc of the story and who the characters are and and uh, what do we know about these characters what are they going through um, and that's the you know m- m- more cerebral part of it is is you know understanding what the uh, the story is. But then there's the little technical parts like, um, you know, the um, n- n- proper nouns are uh, spectacularly okay. challenging to, uh, to pronounce right. Um, somebody's right. name, a, a base name, a, a state park name, uh, a town name uh, out in your neck of the woods. Um,
2: yes. Yeah.
1: You know, growing up here in Florida, uh, the, the Indian names uh, are real familiar to me. But when I get to another part of the country, um, you know, right. <laughs> your your guess is yeah. as good as mine as as how as how you say that word. So that's right. the, the, the technical parts that you pick up.
0: Right, and in the northwest we have this whole you know a different Indian uh, tribe of names uh, for for rivers and you know all sorts yep. of things, and it, it's different from where I grew up in Texas. That's a whole different set, so I can see where that would be.
1: Well, uh, it, very challenging. You know, then, yeah. you know that when I'm saying that your your intuition is wrong, you to right. look at something right. and say, "Oh, yeah. well, that must be, you know, Sno- Snoqualmie or, or, or right. Snoqualmie, mm-hmm. right?" Or uh, no, well,
0: that was my Slam-ish. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and,
1: exactly. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so that's part of the uh, the um, uh, reading in advance process. Um, but, but yeah. definitely to get the the feel for the story, what's the story about? Who are the characters? what are they like mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and what are they going through um and then you know mm-hmm. then i'm in a position to uh, to read the book and, and there's still some discovery that goes on um, that word pops up a lot uh, discovery you know the the, the, okay. the characters don't know what's going to happen next and i don't always know exactly what's going to happen next on this particular page necessarily I mean, I know where we're headed, but um, there's some discovery in there for me too. What's, what's what's happening around the corner? What's what what is when I turn the page? What is going to be there? Right. Yeah.
0: Well, I remember you had asked me uh, about in my series, Surrender the Sun, the one series that you did for for me, uh, Maeve's name, and that was that was certainly an oddity. M a e
3: v e.
1: I I looked exactly. at it. It was a name that wasn't familiar yeah. to me, and rather than right. Rather than making that, right, (laughs) and have you say at the end of you know
2: hours hours and hours
1: and hours of work to say that's (laughs) not her name. That's not Mev or Neve.
0: Yeah, right, right. And one of the funniest things uh, I you know I don't know if uh, the readers know this, but uh, you know authors typically go through and review every single thing, and it's hours of work that you've done. And one of the funniest times in my uh, as a writer. In, in my, my work as a writer was was listening to you. Um, I think it was it was book two in Surrender the Sun the series, and I had a Russian taxi driver uh, on the <laughs> in Salbol. You nailed it, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it well, was I'm quiet. <laughs> better than I could have even imagined. We already have a caller. Uh, area code seven seven zero. Go ahead and state your name and ask your question. You're live.
3: Hello, Hello? AR. Kevin. This is Randy Powers.
0: Hi, Randy. Randy got me into this. Just going to point that out. Oh. It's his
3: fault. Well, I don't know that I can <laughs> take blame for that. That's uh, you know, I don't know. Being writing the way you do, I think you're well on your way. So, <laughs> thank you. I uh, my question is for Kevin, uh, specifically about you mentioned the number of books that you've done so far. Um, I'm someone who I have to travel a lot and so I consume a lot of my books through Audible through uh, audiobook form and I I listen to almost exclusively uh, stuff that's tied to um, apocalyptic post-apocalyptic dystopian and of course over the years of listening in that genre I've developed um, my favorite author's uh, who have series of books. And one of the things that really sort of um, gets in the way for me is if along the series somewhere the narrator gets switched up for whatever right. reason. Right. So, on the flip side of that though, um, because for example, the Franklin Horton uh, Borrowed World series, you narrated that one. Well, I, I have uh, interviewed Franklin and. He spoke very highly of your work, and I've enjoyed those books through Audible. But um, I guess the the flip side of that is when you're dealing with someone like me, when you think about the process and you're dealing with someone like me who has listened to just more uh, books than I can remember and and tried so many different authors, um, how is it that you um, – I don't know the right way to say it. It, it. Let's say you have read two different series that I enjoy. The first series I listen to, there's a pretty good chance I'm going to make your voice fit all of the characters that I dream up for that book. right? So then when I switch to another series, I'm in a different world, a different set of characters. Um, do you ever give thought to that scenario, or do you just have to uh, read with the voice that you have and leave it up to me? Yeah, to draw the a, distinction between the characters, it's
1: a it's a great question, and the you know there is a there's a certain amount of acting and a certain amount of of character voices, um, but any one of us can only do so much. Um, so, I tend to focus more on making sure you can tell, making sure you can distinguish in a conversation who's talking so two of the characters three of the characters maybe even four of the characters are are in a conversation um making sure that there's a separation between those four characters is probably more important than giving you know big cartoony voices to everybody um it's just being able to follow the author's path through a book because it's an audio book. It's not a play. You know, we don't have (laughs) uh, the the luxury of, unless it's a full cast production, which is being done more and more these days, um, you don't have the luxury of of 22 people coming into the studio to to play all these parts. And I'm going to be the women and I'm going to be the men and I'm going to be the young men and I'm going to be the young women and I'm going to be the older men and the older women. Um, as well as those who are from, you know, different countries, as well as those who are from different Mm -hmm. uh, regions of our country. Um, So I can only do so much, but I always want to make sure that you're never at a loss for knowing who's talking. And I think usually that shows (laughs) up through – you know, the emotional things that a character is going through. Are they angry? Are they happy? Are they sad? Are they frightened? Are they, um, you know, worried? Are they at peace? I and mean, where are they? And I think those, you know, if, if I or another narrator, if, if we're on our game, um, you know, you'll get that feeling. And that feeling mm-hmm. um, quite often is more important than, you know, the, the caricature of, um, you know, the, the, the cartoon voice that you, might, that you might give somebody. So, and then the distinguishing between a couple of different books, um, you know, I, that's a question that comes up a lot, and I would have expected it tonight, is, yeah. you know, th- th- these books uh, take place in similar circumstances. You might even say, you know, similar worlds. Um, you know, how do you, how do you distinguish them? And I think the authors do a spectacular job of, of making a story their own. Um, you know, yes, the, the characters in book A and book B are dealing with the same kind of disaster, uh, but the, 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 the people are dealing with it differently. Um, they come from different backgrounds. The authors have different uh, senses of how rapidly something might escalate and to what point it might escalate and it ends up that the books are you know to me they're very very different um, even though they they share some, cool. some some common things
0: yeah thank you for the question um, Randy. we have another caller sorry okay
1: you <laughs> we have three
0: more lined up but thank you so much uh, area code 706 you are live state your name and ask your question Hi, This is Cheryl, your Cheryl son from Georgia. Cheryl. Hi, Hi, Annette. Cheryl. Good evening, Steve. Hi. Um, excuse, excuse me, Kevin. Um, I have a question for you. <laughs> I called you Steve. Don't ask me why. Um, actually, it's a two-part question. Could you please tell me the hardest scene that you've ever had to do and, um, you know, how you were able to get through it? The hardest
1: that's scene. Only, that's Hard only of- one part. What's the other part? Yeah.
0: Uh, the funniest thing that you've ever done and how okay. long you I get
1: I, through it. Okay. Very it's, good. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. The, the The answer is is not real different uh, between those, even though those would seem to be two extremes. Um, I do, in a, in addition to uh, reading post apocalyptic science fiction, and that's where I spend most of my time. Uh, probably the the second uh, place where I would be found is in the. Uh, the true crime shelves mm-hmm. and um some of those true crime I would crime think that movies, would be hard. Yeah. They're just they're gutting. They're just mm-hmm. um especially, you know, the, the I do not say that that any of them aren't well written, but some of them are, are exceptionally well written. And, um, mm-hmm. and to know the that horror, this happens. And, and I am not I'm not talking yeah. about uh uh, uh, the torture of somebody or the the death of somebody—it's the pain that it causes a, a parent or oh, a sibling yeah. or—and I just <laughs> I go Ooh. Um, so yeah. and, and so very close to that the um, you know uh, the uh, uh, funny you know that's the, the 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 emotion you know completely sad but going towards completely funny where I'm just you know cracking myself up it's it's quite often not at the funniest point of a book it's at a point that i find funny you Mm -hmm. it's either either a a word pattern is repeated and i and i find it um you know in my head it's funny um uh, and and i will I'll, i'll crack myself up and i'll have to stop and you know go back and record a piece again Um, And sometimes I'll have to record that piece a number of times uh, to get past, uh, you know, me laughing, especially if it was a part that wasn't designed to be funny.
2: Funny. If it was was only funny to me, it's not
1: supposed to be funny to you. Um, I've got (laughs) to tamp that down completely to get past that. Uh, But the sad, and and it shows up, uh, you know, in every uh, uh, post-apocalyptic story as well, um, some... Loss or some tragedy that that maybe is um unexpected or unique to uh to 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 that story um, yeah I, an author will catch me in a tear i'll i'll i'll, I'll mm-hmm. my voice will start to break up because it's a it's a it's a sad or horrific or terrible uh moment and i'm fine. Showing that emotion, I can't. Um, you know, I can't sit there and blubber, um, right. Because you wouldn't be able to tell what's going on in the book. But if I can get right to the edge of that feeling, and mm-hmm. you know, maintain my, you know,
0: composure,
2: intelligibility,
1: yeah. you can you can still hear what I'm saying. But it's mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's very obvious that this is a this is a sad point of the book, and 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 hoping that comes across. And that you feel it too, well then I've done. I've done the author proud because that's the way. That's the way they wrote that scene.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking my call, it was a pleasure speaking with both of you. I hope you have a wonderful evening, and congratulations, thank you, Cheryl, on your first. Thank job. you. Thank You're you. Welcome. Good night. Our next caller is area code eight six five. You're on the air. Go ahead and ask your question.
4: Well, this Hello? is your favorite Tennessean. Hello, can you hear me?
0: Uh, yes, I can. Yeah,
4: favorite this is your Tennessean. favorite
0: Tennesseans,
4: which one? Well, I'm the scourge have- of a curmudgeon in three of your books. Jax? Yes. Oh, well,
1: Jax? Jax, I feel like I know you, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Kevin. <laughs>
0: I didn't put the uh, voice to the person I've known for quite a long time. Uh, and I used yeah. his name and character in Surrender the Sun. But this is Jacks from Tennessee, yeah. and he's been a longtime fan. Well, thanks for yes, calling in. Do you, you have a we, question?
4: Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that you used me in, in three of your books. I mean, you know, you and I <laughs> talked about my, my background and, and skills and stuff. And, and, uh, and you and I have, golly, we've chatted numerous times. But, yeah, Kevin yes. – I was wondering, do you when you narrate a book, do you go into it cold or do you pre read it first? Yeah,
1: always, always a pre read. Always. Um
4: okay. It's just there's too
1: many there's too many bad surprises when I don't. So knowing, right. so knowing I guess how when the story goes, knowing who the characters are, yeah, that's real important.
4: So when you pre read it, do you take notes and maybe uh, correct some
0: things Assign voices. That, that,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Assigned voices yeah yeah voices and and pre-read uh do you correct things that maybe the proofreaders or the beta readers you know overlooked
1: you know it's funny that the 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 corrections it, they do happen um they're not supposed to really I'm mm-hmm. I am we as audiobook narrators are tasked with you know using the author's words exactly right um,
4: right verbatim mm-hmm.
1: What will happen though is there will be you know an honest typographic mistake.
2: Um,
0: yep.
1: Just a you know it's just a letter misplaced in a word. The brain is such mm-hmm. a fabulous thing reader, that like. it it mm-hmm. autocorrects. Right. And mm-hmm. I'll I'll peel right through it. Didn't even see it. You know mm-hmm. somebody will point it out to mm-hmm. me later and say, wait, well, did you see that there was a there was an error on that page?" No, I didn't see that there was an error <laughs> on that page because because I, I knew from what the story was and what was happening at, at that particular point in the story I knew what it I knew what it was supposed to say
2: right yeah. so
1: so there's there's an autocorrect that goes on I, I have you know at the um, A.R. Shaw writes a story it goes to proofers and beta readers and you know any number of of, of, of editors will touch it before it yeah. shows up as a a and Kindle book or a paperback.
0: Yeah. Sorry, And they still, yeah. those, those errors will still sneak in. Well, and then, the and then the you editing. hand it
1: to somebody like me. Well, guess what? I'm going to inflict some new errors on it. I'm going to add <laughs> some errors to it.
3: And I've <laughs> yeah. got somebody
1: that rides behind me with the copy of the text and the recording to say, oh. hey, here you said this. Um, you should have said this.
2: Right, and yeah. it
1: was a Complete surprise to me because I don't remember saying that wrong. Uh, but sure mm-hmm. as heck, I either mispronounced a word, and and by mispronounce, I'm not talking about you know Snoqualmie and Sammamish. Um, it it might have been uh, Jax. I might have said Jax or Jocks, or
2: mm-hmm. and <laughs> I, I have
1: no idea where that came from. But at that particular moment of that particular day. Um There was okay. just a uh, little ceasing to function and um and that 's where the you know uh, my person 's called a proofer and i 'll get a, a sheet at the uh, after i 'm done recording um saying you need to go back and fix this this this, this, and this and uh, no, hopefully you go go is with, you... with with all the people on the print side that are involved and then all the people on the audio side that are involved um Hopefully, you get a, a darn near error-free product. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank
0: that's you cool. very much, Jax. And nice uh, I'm glad I hey, didn't no you No problem <laughs> uh, Yeah,
4: really. Yeah, you. I was worried about it in the third book. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: almost did. You almost didn't make it. I know, okay. I know. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> I right. know. All right. All right. Thank you. Okay. Good Bye.
4: night, guys. All right.
0: Okay, so uh, what books or series would you like to do that you've never been asked to do? Is there any any series out there that, you know, you always thought, hey, I wish I had the hmm. opportunity to do that one?
1: Well, you no? know, what? I was so thinking I about you? one the other day. Um, I'm in uh, Gulf Coast, Florida, um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, as we call it, uh, Hurricane Alley. Um, yeah. And when I I grew up here, um, and and live in live in my hometown um there was a book written um, about two kids in let's see they were in an orphanage and they either uh i think they escaped the orphanage <laughs> and um, uh, 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 uh they were trying to find i think i think they they knew where their father was or they Thought they knew where their father might be, and okay. so they hijack or steal or borrow a sailboat, and they go to Sanibel Island, uh, very near me. Uh, and the mm-hmm. uh, the the book is called, um, I believe it's Lion's Paw. Okay. And uh, and I was just thinking about it the other day. It's funny that you'd ask me that because because I re- the, the the other answer to that question is not really. I don't really have a.
0: You're so busy with everything. I
1: can't imagine. Well, right. busy is part of it, and um, you know, I tend to try and find books that I am interested mm-hmm. in. So I kind of answer that question,
2: yeah. you know,
1: once a month or so. I'll go. I'll go. You know, reach an agreement with an author to to do a series of books. But that that book, um, 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 Lions Paw. I'm almost sure that's its name. Don't know what became okay. of it. Don't know. You know. But I've, I just yeah. always thought that was such a great story. and, and uh,
0: It's a so great it's, title, pleasure.
1: actually. Yeah, well, and it's always, a shell. It's a little shell.
0: Oh, cool. Um, I always want to do a segment on the show called How Readers Help Authors. And one of the things we talked about was in your world, in the audiobook world, how can readers help audiobooks, you know, authors in the audio narrator
1: world? I suspect it's it's very similar. Um, reviews are that's, reviews. The, that's the, on, cur- the currency of the realm. Is yeah. if, if if you'll take the time to write a review on Audible um, on
0: Audible. I think that's the big takeaway. There is not many audiobook. They go to Amazon and leave a review, but not many will go to Audible and actually leave a review. So that's very important.
1: Yeah, For it's, it's um, it, you know it's when you think about how many books are in the Kindle marketplace
2: right. and how
1: many audiobooks are in the Audible marketplace, and then ask yourself how does this how does this book sort of bubble to anywhere near the top where somebody might notice it one day,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: the only hope. Uh, an independently published book has um, when, you know, you've got the the major publishers doing their thousands and thousands of books a year, Um, the only hope it has is being recognized for um, a robust uh, review base. And uh, those reviews, you know, Amazon, uh, technology company, it's all driven by algorithms, Right. And something tickles the algorithm that says, Wow, A. R. Shaw's Surrender the Sun series Surrender. they're getting a lot of reviews for that and they're good reviews. Yes. Listen and all to of that. a sudden Please, you, get, <laughs> you get goosed up a little bit to
2: yeah. you know, instead
1: of page nineteen you're on page seven. Well,
2: right.
1: that changes the sales curve dramatically. And and then with that increase in sales, the algorithm gets tickled again and says, "Well, not only are there good reviews, but it's selling really well. This is something our uh, Audible members and Audible customers would like to know about. Let's move that up to page, you know, five, three, two. Right. Um, yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, it's it's created its its own its own juice. But the the heart of that and the thing that 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 a um, listener, reader, fan can do um, is, is leave a review. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Now, you've, you are definitely the voice of the apocalypse, uh, but you've also <laughs> done a lot, of, a, lot of other, a lot of other interesting work, like you did an audio book on how to give a TED Talk. One of the first books I Talk did, as a matter of fact, yes. That's very interesting. And then you, you did something about how to keep a beehive, you were even the voice of a voodoo priest. Seriously, how did Indeed. how did that
1: work? <laughs> yeah, it's it, we we uh, especially with the uh, well, not especially uh, you know, the the nonfiction titles, um, but also the fiction titles. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of information in a fiction book. So you know, yes, the story is right. fictional, but a lot of what happens is real. Right, you you agree with that? Mm-hmm. You you
2: you yeah, spend a definitely. lot of
1: time making sure that that these things either could really happen or have yeah. really happened, or right, the modern um,
0: minimum, yeah,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I like to say that my my knowledge after you know these hundreds of books that I not only read, I read every single word of, wow. of the book. I, there was no skimming involved. I read the book and i like to say that uh, my knowledge is, is miles wide uh, unfortunately only inches deep so wow. I, I, That's... I i'm 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 awesome at a cocktail party uh, somebody says do you know anything <laughs> about this I, well as a matter of fact i do <laughs> i do <laughs> now i don't know any more than what i'm about to say uh, but i do have some knowledge of this thing
0: have you ever tried anything out from one of our post apoc books? Like, I know that, uh, like Franklin Horton's series, you know, he's got a lot of, uh, you know, post apoc inventions and things. You know, have you ever thought, hey, I want to see if that actually works?
1: Well, very specifically, um, last uh, September, uh, we had a hurricane come literally oh, through yeah. the backyard. I mean, not through the front yard, went through the backyard. And wow. um, uh, came ashore in uh, hit the key. Uh, this was Hurricane Irma. Uh, technically, came ashore at Key West and then came up through Florida Bay and um, and came right through right through my town. Was the you know sort of second landfall, and
2: wow.
1: uh, we were without power for um, two weeks. And mm-hmm. all was fine. House was fine. family's fine. You know things, things were good. We had landscape damage but you know that's to be expected that can be that can Um, be
0: fixed yes
1: well and and just the the things that (laughs) my wife looked at me a couple times and said how do you know that (laughs) we've got to do this we got to do this and she said i'm not doubting you for a second but how do you know that well (laughs) comes with a job just trust me it's been in a lot of books we're you know, put right. get the pool water in the uh, in the uh, um, trash cans and and put them next to the toilet So when the water stops, yeah. you know we we gonna flush the yeah. toilets and 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 I had several people look at me and say, "Well, no, really? Yeah, we're gonna do that yeah. right now, right now."
0: Fill up the bathtubs, the sinks, So, yeah, so yes,
1: there there are definitely yeah. those things, and um, uh, I think that's one of the one of the things that's made the um sort of post apocalyptic uh, prepper fiction um so appealing to me is you know growing up in, in um you know hurricane land here.
2: Yeah, I did too. yeah.
1: Some like Redmond, level Texas. of Same preparation. Thing. I don't I don't think we had um you know the, the weeks and weeks and weeks of things that that, that um some talk about now. But certainly mm-hmm. the the uh, enough to be enough to be self-sufficient. Well, you wait for things to get back online. So, you right. Know, yeah. If, if you don't have to go to the grocery store the day that it reopens, that's a real bonus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If Definitely. you don't have to go okay. to the gas station on the, um, you know, the day that it reopens, that's a right. real bonus. And and I it think we find yeah. ourselves in, you know, reasonably good shape. A couple things I do different, but um, um Mhm. So yes, as a result of reading things in a book or hearing things mm-hmm. in a book, um, I did feel like I had, uh, you yeah, know, let's, let's try this. Let's do this. Right. You were prepared.
0: I do have this one funny question that I've, I've often thought of, about when I think of you. And uh, I've always wanted to know, is this your real voice?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or is this absolutely. a different voice? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's all you get. That's all there is.
0: This is the actual voice you use most of the time. You don't change it, you know.
1: It is. And, and you know really in in the, in telling the stories, you know, reading the books, I, that's my that's me. I I'm not I'm not yeah. putting on a uh, persona. I I do get I try to get emotionally connected to the story. And if it's a story oh, that is dark, I think you do. Dark,
0: you do a great job with that. Yeah.
1: Um, you know it's going to be a little dark, and that probably does get reflected in, in, uh, in the way that I sound. Um, mm-hmm. um, I don't read many happy books, but I'd like to think that if I were if I were <laughs> reading one that was happy, uh, you would uh, you would also get that sense
0: i um I had asked you because I'm, I'm working on a new series now, uh, Remember the Ruin, and it's a very strong female character protagonist. And I remember asking you, so do you do female, you know,
1: yeah, do you do female
0: protagonists? And you said yes, as you long know, as it's,
1: long it's, as it's, it's an, not third person. It's an interesting situation if it's um, if it's third person, where the narrator is the narrator is none of the characters in the story.
3: Right. The narrator
1: right. is a, a detached entity. That makes
3: sense. And and
1: and the narrator is telling the story of these people. Um, absolutely, a male narrator can narrate a story with a strong female protagonist. The, right. the challenge right. comes up, and it's not a challenge. It's the, you know, don't do this. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's a first-person story where the narrator is the character, I did this, I did this, I went down to this right. place and I found First this. Person. And then I said to mm-hmm. him, you know, oh, what are you doing over there? And he answered me and he said this. In that first-person yeah. sense, um, the narrator's gender really needs Matters. to be that of the right you know first person narrator. No, it
0: makes perfect sense, yeah. We do have another caller. Area code six one five. You're on the air. Please state your name.
4: Yeah. Uh this is Jim ah. Knott.
0: Hi Jim, hi, Jim. And, uh, how are you?
4: Hi, I'm a I'm I'm great. Um uh, fan of both of y'all. Thank listen, you. Listen to Kevin gotta gotta get a a Kevin Pierce at least in once a week I think Aww. and uh and, and I'm continually waiting on the Nets books to come out so
0: <laughs> they're coming
4: they're but, coming um, Yeah Uh I think what I wanted to ask uh Kevin was um what do you read pleasure rather than uh I I know you're reading all the time for for work but but what what about for pleasure
1: Great question, um, mm-hmm. once upon a time, yeah it's a great question with a sad answer. Once upon a time, I was a voracious pleasure reader. Um, I always had five books on the book stand, on the bed stand always uh, I'd go to the library every week. I mean just absolutely without fail, our public library system in my town' really good one I'd show up, I'd hit the bestseller, you know new releases. Uh, shelf, and I just pulled books that looked like, you know, cover designs that appealed to me, you know, and were likely books that I'd like to read, or they were authors that I liked to read, or authors that I like to read had blurbed the book. So they're they're mm-hmm. on the back of the book as the, you should read this book, says one of my favorite authors. Mm-hmm. And so that was me prior to starting Audiobook narration. Post-starting audiobook narration, I don't read for pleasure anymore. Yeah. That's the sad answer. If, that happens if I'm reading a book, too. I'm either reading the book that I'm reading or I'm reading the book that I'm about to read. And so whether it's evening, weekend, train, plane, boat, wherever I am, if I'm looking at a book, it's either the book that I'm reading the book that I'm about to read, or occasionally the book that I'd like to read, but I haven't met the author yet, and you know, we haven't had a conversation mm-hmm. to, to, to you know, mm. agree to do it. Um, so that's the sad answer. It's, it's a uh, sort of an occupational hazard. Um, mm-hmm. I read all day, every day. Um, and it's pleasurable reading, but mm-hmm. it's not reading for pleasure. Um, and and right. so going back to prior to this, it would have been uh, mysteries and thrillers would have been my um, playground.
0: Who's your oh, favorite thriller
1: right. author? Oh, uh, Lee there. Child. Uh, the Jack Reacher books just
0: oh, light
1: me up. I have met
0: him. He's a funny guy.
1: Yeah, and uh, the books I'll see are him again at
0: Fest. Yeah.
1: yeah, but they're spectacular yeah. stories, and so much of it takes yeah. place in the head of the character, and he's you know so. Cerebral for a big, you know, lug of a military policeman. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just love those. But then, you know, Tony Hillerman, C.J. Box, I mean, there's... Yeah. If, mm-hmm. if I went back to the library today, I'd be pulling the same authors off the shelf of the of the new releases. But unfortunately, that's... It's, it's your uh, day job now. That happens is, to authors, it,
0: too. It, yeah, it, we, it we went, get asked to review...
1: Yeah, and I, I bet it does, and I you know, and I bet, yeah. but I also bet you need to read.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. And there there are times whenever uh, I refuse to read in the post apocalyptic genre just because I'm working on something and I don't want yep. it to flow into something else. So, so let, let me give you a parallel
1: uh, answer to that then. So mm-hmm. even though I don't get to do pleasure reading, I do listen to audiobooks. Uh, oh, okay. by, by people other than me. And I'm listening for work. So, you know, I'll go to uh, Audible or I'll go to the public library website and, and download an, a number of books. Um, I might not listen all the way through on most of them. But when I go to take the dog for a walk or I go for a walk myself, um, You're I'll always get a good listening. half hour, 45 minutes in cool. listening to how somebody else is dealing with a story and um uh, sometimes it's sometimes it's men with uh, voices similar to mine sometimes it's men with voices dissimilar to mine sometimes mm-hmm. it's women with deep voices sometimes it's women with uh younger uh higher voices but just to mm-hmm. see, you know how how do see how you... they
0: handle the characters
1: how did you tell this story? And and uh, mm-hmm. it's fascinating. And, and there are so many, so, so many, <laughs> two, two so's, so many mm-hmm. so talented um, actors in this field. Um, and I just, I'm in awe uh, listening to them. So that's, that's a play. And I, I get great pleasure out of that, even though I'm not listening to the story as much as I am to the performance. So two, two sides to it. that end.
0: Well, thank you, Jim, for calling in.
4: Well, thank you. And (laughs) uh, y'all keep up the great work.
0: (laughs) Thank you. We'll try. (laughs) Okay, we still have about uh, 10, 15 minutes left. Uh, If you have any questions, you can certainly call in. Uh, I had something I was going to say, but you know what? I don't remember what it was now.
1: (laughs) It's amazing how that just kind of (laughs) goes... Where was It's that? the 40s, yeah.
0: I tell you. After the 40s, <laughs> forget it. I'd have to write everything down. <laughs> so, uh, so what me, are I, you I'll ask you a question.
1: Tell, tell me about what you're working on. Oh, okay.
0: I'm working on Remember the Ruin. Actually, I have to back up here. I do have a kind of surprise. I am working on a short story for the next few days that's about to go to a narrator, and it is going to be a micro story um, for Surrender the Sun, and it's going in an anthology. That uh, authors on the air is putting together. What so time? it's a mini side story from Surrender the Sun. It's it's a new book. It's a new series, and it's based off of oh the Midnight Caller. Do you remember that from the '80s? Yeah. That show, the Midnight. Do you remember that?
3: Yeah, I, I had to, I
0: couldn't find it anywhere. I had to look it up on YouTube in order to uh, watch some of the episodes because it's not on Hulu or Amazon or anything. Um, But I did remember watching it, and I, yeah, I was probably like 10, (laughs) joking. (laughs) Um, But I had to look it up and see what it was about, and so I'm writing a micro story, uh, you know, sort of based on Surrender the Sun and something else that happened that will go into that story. So fans of Surrender the Sun, you will want to purchase that anthology. and then. My main project right now is I am nearly halfway through with uh, Remember the Ruin, book one. And it's a very strong female protagonist. And uh, her name is Dane Talbot. And she is a badass. Yeah. Um, And I've not done this before. You know, I've done, uh, well, I have some very strong female characters in Graham's Resolution. Not so much in Surrender the Sun, although that's arguable. You know, people can only deal with so much. And I would say that they were strong. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. You deal with that and not, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Any Anything else? Oh, what are you working on right now? What is your current project?
1: I'm in the studio this week with uh, A.J. Newman's um, American Survivor Series. Um, and, oh. Uh, yeah. It's a... Uh, a man from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Joe, um, uh, his his world ends right before the world ends. Uh, his okay. grandmother dies, and his wife and best friend die.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And his wife and best friend die in the back seat of Joe's car, doing what people do in the back seat of cars. Oh, oh goodness! And, I uh, see. Yeah. Uh, so you know, with with Joe's grandmother's passing, he. Inherits her property out in Oregon mm-hmm. and um, moves out there to uh, to start a new life, although uh, in um, you know the worst of circumstances with no power grid and cars that don't work. Right. And actually, he gets out there before mm-hmm. the grid goes down. That's right. I forgot key key point. How did he okay. get out there? Um, yeah. And um, his grandmother, uh, the reason she left him so much was that he was. Uh, one of her best friends. They, they talked uh, almost oh. every week. And uh, so she, to make sure that Joe would deal with her passing, she wrote um, dozens and dozens of letters for him to open over oh. um, the, the months and years that would follow. And grandmother shows up. Grandma shows up in, uh, in the story regularly, um, and she's a little prescient. She's kind of, even though she wrote these before she passed, she's... Aware of things that are uh, likely going on in his in his life, and she's right on just about uh, just about all the time. That so, sounds uh, like an that's excellent a, That's book. an opportunity for me to have uh, another narrator, uh, sort of in the um, in the mix, and uh, Sarah yeah. Mose, um plays the grandmother's oh, yeah, part. She, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's just Mose, a, it's very. She did one for me. Yeah, I'll tell you when it's hard to say of a a post-apocalypse post-apocalypse story that it's cute, uh, but it really does have some cuteness to it, and cute isn't a bad thing in my book. No, Uh, not an It it Makes makes me smile when uh, when Joe opens a letter from Grandma and she says, you know, you need to pull your pants up and you know get on with it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. We
0: have. We have another caller. This is area code352. You're on the air. Please state your name.
5: Hi, uh, my name's Walt, and um, Hi, Walt. I was uh, per- yes. And uh, I was uh, just first of all, Annie, you, you have a really good radio voice. I just want you to know Thank that. You, you sound really good on Yeah, no problem. Um, <clears throat> real quick question. Um, when a writer is writing and you're going to translate that into audio? Do you find that um, when the writing has a lot of descriptive um, or descriptions or, or, or the writer tries to paint a picture rather than, you know, try to just do a series of events, do you find that you're able to be better with your translation and do you feel more into the story or are you, do you find that it really doesn't matter? You, you sort of, Emote it based on what you read And what you think you You know basically what you think is going on
1: I think there. I mean it's a great question again um, Some authors are More prone to Descriptive passage Some are more prone to Action and dialogue I wouldn't say either Ends up being better It's just a different It makes for a different book um, And I think if you were reading the book you know, to yourself quietly in your head, it would be a different book—the the the descriptive uh, book that uh, uh, used that instead of dialogue and action versus the dialogue and action book. Um, you know, they're both really good stories. They just convey that story in a very different way. Um, and I mentioned right. um, Lee Child and uh, the, the the Jack Reacher um, series. Um, you know, he writes really good dialogue, but I swear 70% of this book takes place in the character's head. It's him saying, I wondered about this, and I, I saw this happen, and, mm-hmm. and I, I thought this, and I, I don't know. And um, it's one of the things, anecdotally, uh, that kept those books from being made into movies. Uh, people would oh. uh, the the, the, film, the studios would option them because you know they were huge sellers and the, the big sellers always get optioned for movies and they mm-hmm. they they'd, they'd hand it to a screenwriter and uh, he say, well, what do I do with this
2: Yeah, there was yeah. nothing <laughs> the to say.
1: The whole book takes was, place in the thought. guy's head. I mean, this yeah. is not a movie. <laughs> right. um, so I just I I say it's 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 not better. It's just different when you know when there's a um, a lot of narrative. Um, it's different, but but not better. I, I hope that doesn't sound like a cop out because it's not meant as one. It's it's just no. it's a different book. Which
5: do you enjoy doing more? Do you have a preference?
1: I'm thinking about that. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, the I'm inclined I mentioned to say that is the, the, I listen the, to
5: audible the, books. Um, oftentimes when there's a lot of dialogue, I find myself zoning out, and all of a sudden five minutes has gone by, and I'm really not, and this just might be me, I'm really not sure what's going, not what's going on, but I don't feel like I've um, experienced the book a whole lot. But when I listen to others where they're describing an area and they're trying to paint the picture, it keeps my personal attention more it doesn't make it a better book, but I just, I was just wondering if you found it easier to, to um, narrate something that is more descriptive or it doesn't really matter to you.
1: Well, I'll say this when I, when I go to my other world of, of true crime um, and, and Jack Olsen, O L S E N is, is one of my absolute favorite authors in, in that genre. Um, You know, there's precious little speaking in a true crime book. There is some dialogue, but it's, it's not much it's you know right. little pieces lifted from court scenes or or um, um interviews perhaps so almost the entire book is is a narrative and i just adore those so i guess i guess i would have to say you know that style um it does appeal to me it it mm-hmm. appeals to me greatly but i also love good punchy dialogue so when there is good, you know, repartee between two characters, um, that's a lot of fun.
0: I think authors Great. are either they're both my favorite. <laughs> they're this or that. They're either <laughs> too descriptive or they're or they're too much into the the dialogue. So it, it I it kinda depends on the reader, to be honest. You you want to form yeah. that picture in your head, you know, yeah. and what, what type of reader you are at the same time. I know as an author One... you can't please everybody. <laughs> yeah. No.
5: One of the things I like about your books, Ms. Shaw, is that um, I don't feel like there's a lot of filler. Um, some authors Thank you. I'm reading, and it's almost like they they are trying to get that extra 20 pages, so it's pushing 300, rather than creating yeah. or yeah. a- adding to the story. And sometimes that's a little frustrating, but I, that's why I do Thank enjoy you. your books. You're I welcome. do try to—I
0: try to I try to skip the parts that people will skip over. You know, I, I do leave a lot to mm-hmm. my readers to uh, discern on themselves I I make them leap it's it's something I do consciously do sometimes I'm too too much at it so yeah I have to really kind of sit back at times and say am I leading them where I want them to go
5: or are they going to get lost yeah yeah well thank you very much I appreciate it
0: thank you thank you you for calling in
5: you bet bye-bye
0: bye-bye oops sorry well we only have a few minutes left so is there anything else you'd like to say Kevin
1: no just I'm I'm thrilled uh, that that I've got a place to uh, to listen uh to you know some of the authors that I work with some of the authors that I
2: yeah hope
1: to work with um because you know this is the first time I believe um I think it's the first time you and I've spoken
0: Uh yeah by voice I think we've <laughs>
1: managed to put together you know a, a three book series um, through uh, emails and uh, and uh, text messages, um, yep, and that's get. not uncommon. So to uh, to have a chance to to hear you know to, to hear you, um, but also mm-hmm. um, on uh, future episodes of the of the program to hear authors right. talk about what they do, what they think, why they do what they do, um, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to that as much as uh, uh, any fan of their work.
0: That's wonderful. I am so surprised at how quickly uh, my calendar filled up with with these (laughs) fantastic guests, and I feel bad that I can't get everyone in there that I would like to. We'll see how it works out this way with my word count daily, and if I can do more, I'll do more, but we'll see. My next guest will be on the 23rd of this month, uh, and that will be Tom Abrams. And oh, uh, and, he and been, uh, you know yeah.
1: you, you asked uh who 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 I'm in the studio with uh, today. I was in the studio uh-huh. with Tom Abrams all week last week, so I know, I know what's coming. Yes. <laughs> he is
0: yes, he is one of my favorite writers. Uh whenever he has new releases I read his work. He's It's the humor that he slides in there. I don't know what it is, but I get it. You know, it's some certain writers just write in a certain way that you, you understand you get the subtle humor and he is one of those talented people. So I get to have him on next. And he does have a new series coming out as well. Well, thank you so much for being my very first guest on apocalypse queen radio was not my choice, but that's the name I'm going with. Um, And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. My goodness, this is such a cool thing that we actually have a space now to talk every other week or so about authors and what's coming up next and who's doing what. Because this genre is, I think, little recognized, and it's huge. Um, and there's a lot of really talented people out there. So I'm hoping that this will bring more recognition to all of that for all of us and the readers we that love We all look forward us. to it. Okay. Thank you so very much. I will be listening to your book soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, everyone, and have a wonderful evening.